Hello. <laughs> do we need to regrow anything to do that? The evolution of the <laughs> mail-in intro is just okay. really something. I feel like y'all were just vibing too hard. I was. I mean, it started out as the, the old, like, 80s porn music is what people called it. It's right. actually a, re a wrestling intro. Uh-huh. Then the AOL uh, chat. What, what do you call it? Aim. A aim. Aim. There it is. Yeah, that little guy. Okay. And now, now it's just a, a sick guitar riff. It sounds like a Keith Richards. No, <laughs> it does not. A, a music guy. Okay. Welcome to the mail-in. No, no podcast has ever started quicker out of the gates than we <laughs> just did. <laughs> yeah, people are like, okay, get to the damn show. Um, um, thanks for having us, Sally. I mean, let me do an intro for one time, Dylan. I know you're trying to get it introduced first. So No, you can start with Dave. I'm, it would feel weird to be introed first. Welcome to the mail-in. I'm Sally. I'm hosting this week. We've got Dylan and Dave Hello, everybody joining us at home. I'm waving. Today. Not only am I going to be providing content, but I'm running the board. You're so running the board. If you like the sound effects or if you don't like them, it's all on me. Not Sally, not Dylan, not Randy. I think that we do have to take a moment to give a special shout out to Brett, who cannot yes. be here. We're sending all of our thoughts, prayers, love his way. Um, he's up at home with his fam, spending time with his fam after passing of his dad. So we yes. miss you, Brett. We love you. Joe and I are drinking a couple Celsius Celsius for I've you. Got a coffee. I was going to suggest actually that we have a beer on the pod, but oh, like it's mid Wednesday. We do have some in the fridge. I, I, if we were like recording this at 6 p.m., I'd be into yeah. it, but I got to go home and take care of Fritz after this. I got a lift yeah. today. Yeah. It's, you know, I can't, I can't miss shoulder Wednesday. I went mega hard on legs yesterday, Dave. Will I'm talking jello down well, here. Nobody's talking about that your husband, Will, famously Will DeFreeze, insulted my shoulders on the previous podcast, the Circling Back podcast. Today. I must have missed this. What did he say? Hey, there's a rowback model who I thought might be me, and he's like, no, damn, that guy's shoulders are way bigger than yours. So wow. is, is Wednesday normally your shoulder day, or you made it your shoulder day after Will insulted you? It's a new thing. Okay. <laughs> About an hour old. Okay. Are you going to acknowledge that I went really hard on legs yesterday? That's awesome, dude. I did weighted lunges and then deadies. No one's doing that back to back. That's fairly you don't common. See, you don't see that. You know what I did? I no. did a, a YouTube arm routine for 10 minutes. All my muscles right here are just killing me. A YouTube arm routine. You literally just do this with your arms for like 10 minutes, like a bunch of up and down movements. You can't drop your arm the That's, whole time. No way. Were, <laughs> were you holding a shake weight? Uh, I, I do have uh, ankle slash wrist weights from... I think the per companies pronounce Bala, B A L A. Bala. They're like they're like Bella. they're like you know hot girl ankle weights that look sure. like jewelry. It's hot girl summer. But honestly, it hurts so bad you can't even use weights. Like I started with weights, I had to take them off because what is it again? Show you're us. just like pulsing, and then you're doing circles, and then you're like, and you so just don't drop your arms like the whole time. Everyone's aunt at a wedding reception. <laughs> yeah, like but for ten minutes when like straight. Pharrell comes on, it looks like you're at like a chain smokers concert. You're like. No, but you're not doing this. You're just I doing do. constro controlled pulses, and you have like to like create traffic. Your... They used to call me controlled pulse. You're stopping <laughs> traffic over and over again. Okay, <laughs> we've derailed. Good start. Your fault, no, not mine. I just okay. want to see what Sally's getting into. That's all. Some of you who might have been listening for the first time ever are wondering what is the Mail in Podcast. We do our best to answer your questions, talk about our workout routines, derail. Anything we have going on. Get it's a laugh like, and maybe walk away with something useful. It's just mm -hmm. uh, some real life shit we talk about, mm -hmm. you know? Just the real stuff, Dave. But Keep I'd be remiss to not say before we begin, how can you help us out? You got to send a clip or a segment to a friend maybe of our arm workout in a second that hopefully Randy will cut for us. Mm -hmm. uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rate and a review, maybe a five-star five-star rating but most importantly hit the hotline with your questions at 888-362-MAIL that's 888-362-6245 or you can write in at the link in the twitter bio at mail-in podcast boom boom we have six questions today says says so we got to be tactical in our answers okay okay I'm ready to, and I'm ready i only to could go. choose one voicemail because only one of them 
really got to the point. A couple of them just got cut off mid voicemail. Sometimes them's the breaks, you know. One one person left a voicemail and their dog barked really loud and then he just hung up the phone. He panicked. Yeah. So the, I was like, "That's we can't answer that question. You didn't even say a question." He panicked and hung up. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Are y'all ready to get into it? I'm. Oh, I've never been more ready. You're both raw dogging, right? Oh yeah, I, I've correct. Not read a single question okay. so far. That's a dirty term. This is the most. Uh, real answers you're gonna get like right off the cuff my shower thought is about how raw dogging is just a, a gross term it's disgusting but we'll yeah. get to that okay first question hey malin i'm a huge fan i've been listening to every wash podcast since the touching base days Damn. shouts, shouts anyways i gave up drinking about a year ago and in the market for romance i realize y'all might not have a ton of experience in this subject matter but i'd love your opinions i'm a decent looking 29 year old guy and pretty successful professionally my big problem is i quit drinking and now i can't seem to meet new women i've never had a problem with getting attention from the fair sex but now that i don't drink i seem to have the yips with meeting new girls or going on dates my move was always asking a girl out for drinks and see where it led from there do y'all have any advice for dating if the guy is sober and better for it mm. thoughts on dating sober this is a new one so the approach this emailer was taking was like how do i meet people i thought it was going to be along the lines of women don't want to date me because of my lifestyle i don't drink right which full honesty here full disclosure would be an issue for me not because that you've chosen not to drink that's great mm -hmm. but like our lifestyles would be like i like to go out with i like to go to dinners and i like to you went to tiny boxwood last night i went to tiny boxwood that. last night i like you know i like to have a beer or have a glass of wine at home and if you're not like they're with me doing that. That's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little different for me. So for that reason, like I'm more into someone who drinks because I drink. You right. Know? Okay. So you're. Just it's a like, It's a. It's a lifestyle. Meet thing. somebody at AA or like what? No, no, no. I don't. I don't need to date an alcoholic, but someone whose <laughs> lifestyle aligns with mine. I meant as a sober person. Yeah, not you like not like your uh, not you go trolling oh, for Jesse, alcohol. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're talking on, on looking on, for Mars from the emailer's perspective. Yes, from okay. the emailer's perspective. I got you. Uh -huh. uh, you can date someone who drinks if you're. I mean, this I'm, I don't think this dude cares, but well, he has to he has to be like very upfront about the fact that he doesn't and put the decision on them. Like, just so you know, if you date me, I'm not going to be getting drunk with you. So I included this question because I have a lot of friends who are have like gone sober in the past few years um not even because of like alcoholism but just because of like lifestyle choice whatever i personally am a sober curious person like i think i'm trying to not drink until we go to italy in a month that's okay. my goal is no alcohol for a month uh my sister famously went sober for about 100 days and wouldn't shut the fuck up about it if I you heard. ever <laughs> talked to her about it. Which sister is this? Emily, on her fitness Did training. she? Yeah. For her. Um, and there have been periods in my life where I've been sober for a while, and I feel like mostly just the health benefit, anxiety, et cetera. And one, I, when I first did Whole30, because you can't drink during that, I was still dating. Uh, this was pre-will. And it was always like kind of interesting conversation of was I going to disclose that I was not drinking out of choice or make up some lie as to why I wasn't drinking like I was on antibiotics or some bullshit, which whatever. And at the time, I was probably like 25 or 26 and like kind of insecure about it, even though I was doing something for my health. Now that I'm older, I feel like I could give a fuck about what people think and personally will have no problem telling someone like I'm not drinking. That's that's where my I'm at right now. I don't know if I owe them any explanation or anything. One of a girl that I follow who actually started the whole 30 says something that I really appreciate. It's just like I'm not drinking right now. That's all you say to somebody. That's all you have to say to somebody and somebody who presses you on it really like. Yeah. Maybe they have their own issues, yeah. but I can see how that would be. Obviously, like alcohol is a social lubricant for everyone. It makes things easier. And exactly what this guy said, it's like way easier to ask somebody for drinks than to go on a full on dinner date. 
where you have to explain that you're sober, et cetera. So that takes that whole thing out of the equation. Are there any other, like, I, I would say asking people to coffee is like a. Isn't there, um, and it's been a minute since I've been on the dating apps, Dave, it's been a minute. You don't have to tell me, but can, I think hinge will like, you can like put on there, like drink or don't drink. I think there's an option for that. Yeah. I'm saying this because I, I mean, be up, be upfront about it. Um, and also like. I don't know. Does he want to target people like women who don't? No, drink I think that he or? just wants to. He's just trying to figure in general. out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that our society is a lot more open to people being sober, like now, than we were probably years ago, because some people who are really health conscious or doing it because they have a problem or whatever have like it's become less taboo to not be drinking. I feel like. You know, in my twenties when I was dating. I would always, I would always tell them, "Hey, I'm a lot easier to date if you've had a couple. Easier on the eyes, because mm-hmm. I'm not a handsome guy. I think you're pretty handsome. That's how I would say it. I think you're a and hot it, dude, and man. it worked. I got married. Yeah, that's what you told us. That's what I told her. You just got her drunk every time. You can still take someone out to dinner. Can yeah. you not say, "Let's get drinks," and you just go and like you have club soda? Yeah, I agree. I mean, or is honestly, that, is that sketchy? Because you're not drinking, and she is, and that like, like, wait, no, why I mean, drinking? I think if well, you, if you're upfront about it, I think you'd be upfront about it. I, I think drinks is always easy. Drinks or coffee is easy because there's no commitment for a meal and like a long amount of time. So that's an easy like 45 minute see someone, meet them, and not have to like have a full committed date. Man, I used to get so nervous for, for first dates. And I would be nervous until I was like two drinks in. I can't imagine doing a whole first day sober. I would just be a wreck the whole time. I think though that like you I'm just learn other Dave. coping me- mechanisms. Women terrify me. You know? <laughs> terrify. When you're sober. Just what if they don't like me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> I guess I, I get nervous on first That's dates. A, there's man. nothing wrong with that. I, I know. I know. Well, okay. So I feel like my advice to this guy is... That one, like you said, Dylan, like be upfront about it. Obviously, you have your reasons for being sober. You don't have to fully go into those if you don't feel like it on a first date. But I think that people deserve to know, especially if you're like drinking a club soda and lime. But then also, like, do what you would normally do for dates. Like, and I, yeah, obviously, he said he has the yips, but like, you kind of just think as you get older, you just stop giving a fuck about what other people think, or at least I have. Like, if someone turns me down because I asked them out and like they don't like that I'm sober or or they don't even know that they just turn me down I'm like what's what's at loss here besides a little bit yeah. of my pride. That just means that that person's not for you. Right. That's all it means. Okay, no big deal. I'm wondering if he's having problems meeting new women because he doesn't like going to bars. I mean that like at all. Like cuz it's, you know, tough tough for him to go and remain sober. So yeah, but how how many couples start out because they met at a bar? You know, it's like a you hook. You maybe there's a hookup situation, sure, but it, are bars like really like you go there looking for someone to date situation? I really it don't turns know. in. It starts. I mean, off. I don't know. It usually starts like a hookup, but then you know, yeah, you know sure. where that can lead. It can lead no. to not you, just in general. Oh, okay, not everybody uh, meets their cigar on Twitter. Sally, <laughs> she did famously. She did, yeah. I mean, I I think many sober people though would tell you that they're very okay being in situations with other people who are drinking, even people who are addicts. Like uh, friends that I have who are in AA, like almost would be like, I would rather my friends act normally around me than feel like that they can't drink around me because that's going to make me feel awkward like i can't be in social situations like yeah most people i know who's like completed the program are just putting themselves out there in everyday situations yeah. that they normally would i mean obviously like hitting up like a a sketchy bar and yeah and if you're yourself a, is if you're a non-drinker you're by far in the minority there. Yeah. So you need to be prepared to be around people who are drinking and just be okay with it. That yeah. just comes along with the territory, I think. All right, y'all. Uh, Hopefully we got we gave this dude decent. Yeah, hey, man, good good for you making the change. Um, good luck to you. Yeah. Maybe I can interest you in, uh, I don't know, 
75 high quality vitamins, <laughs> minerals, whole sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I'm talking, of course, about athletic greens, folks. Ooh, we love our athletic greens. Start my day off. You do too, Sally and Dylan. This morning, I had my athletic one. greens this morning. This morning, I got up, took Stella on a two miler, got home, I took my athletic greens, Dave. Great way to start a day. Can I give you all a tip about the athletic greens? Please. I personally don't think, th- I think the taste is good. Oh, yeah. But I know that people get worried about that. I think best thing, most refreshing, especially in the heat of the summer, make it the night before, like shake that shit up the night before, put it in the fridge, a nice little refreshing green juice in the morning. Ooh. Ooh. Saves you a little time. It in the saves morning. you a little time. I grab it right out of the fridge, go to work. I like my green juice to taste healthy is how i describe it like yeah kind of like okay i'm gonna sacrifice flavor for health uh-huh. but this is like a perfect combination of it tasting healthy having a little bit of like flavor to it it's healthy doesn't have to taste like grass clippings and it does not mm-hmm. athletic greens is is phenomenal it's like the perfect amount of sweetness it's very palatable it's a palate play dylan it is we're talking better gut health more energy optimized immune system all that, man. I, I'm somebody, I don't like taking a ton of pills. I really don't like taking vitamins because those are thick, thick pills. So I love starting my day off with it, okay? Um, Less than a gram of sugar. That's crazy. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything at all. Costs I, you less than $3 a day, too. That's pretty wild. You know what else I've been really digging? Like, I have the thing that I take the scoops out, but I also have just the packets Bringing my having my work bag just in case I forget it, so I can like throw that into a there water. It is. The packets they they tear perfectly. I like, know. Like a lot of <laughs> a lot of packets we get, you know, it's all jacked up. I this I did it this morning for the first time. I got into the packets. It's a just, clean tear. Just a clean tear. I was very <laughs> impressed by the tearing. <laughs> very cool. But there's other reasons. Dave's they like only it. feedback is the packets yeah, clean. Too. That's that, that's a that's an ad lib. That's not on the copy. Look. In 2020, Athletic Greens purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. How about that? So you're supporting a good cause. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and, and Dylan, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mail-in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Mm. Y'all ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be, this is going to be a polarizing question. There's an emoji in this one. saucy? It's not really saucy, but. Hello, hand wave emoji. My girlfriend always asked me to pick her up and drop her off at the airport. She said, it's because she wants to spend time with me uh, before and after she leaves, but it's really an inconvenience. Would I be an asshole to suggest Ubering? It's not very far and wouldn't cost an insanely high amount. Thanks. <laughs> this is this is phenomenal. Okay, I think she I'm going to just guess. You think that's what it is? You are going to say no. You she should be Ubering. Is that what you're going to say? Um, as a um. As a an airport picker upper and dropper offer, it would, I would it would be hypocritical hypocritical for me to say that. Yeah. Um, but I I, I want to know how far they are from the airport. I t- there's a lot of things that I feel like uh, there's a lot of variables that I need to know about. Yeah. One, how far are you? Because I think in in general, depending on the time of day. Well, that's another variable. What what time of day are we talking about? Okay. Is it like an easy situation? Or are you going to like get stuck in an insane amount of traffic? Or is it also really annoying? Because like your flight's at like, her flight's at like 530 in the morning. Like I'm not dropping you off at 530 in the morning. Yeah, that that of course will change things too. But um, then also like how often are we talking about? And I, I think that this all changes like, okay, is she going away for a bachelorette party? And like you could drop her off or pick her up and like earn some brownie points, you know? Is she leaving for a 10 day trip and like that's the last time you're gonna see her? Yeah. But like, is it a work trip? If it's a work trip, like, and she's leaving at 5 30 in the morning to like fly from Austin to Dallas, like, do you need to do that? I also would like to know how long they've been together. Has it been six months? Because the, that, you know, to start off, you gotta get those brownie points. I in. feel like you do it more often at the beginning. You, if you're five years, Max, and it's like, 
they've just taken over. Like, come yeah. on, I, the ball I, game's on. Like, don't think Alyssa or I have ever or have uh, dropped or picked up the other from the airport since we've been married. Really? Really. I mean, but we've done it. We did it in the past. I mean, we we just haven't done it forever, especially now with the kid. Well, with, with the, the baby, kid, it it's changes like, things. Gotta you, load them somebody's got to stay home with the kid, and you're not yeah. going to bring the kid with you to the airport. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, you can if like that's your only option. And here's where here's where I feel like my rule is for Will. If I am, if it's convenient, which I feel like Austin Airport's not horrible to get to. It's maybe 20 minutes right. when you're not in the middle of traffic. Okay. If like I've dropped him off or picked him up when he's been on a golf trip or something and he's got all of his golf clubs and shit like that's kind of annoying to like load into an Uber and all the crap. Also the Uber um, departure zone from the Austin airport is a pain in the ass. It used to be very simple. It used to be they pick you up right outside the baggage area. Not anymore. Now you have to walk like a third of a mile and go up some steps with your baggage to get to the pick up the Uber pickup zone. It's pretty inconvenient now. Yeah. So that's also a play. I don't know what it's like at other airports. Probably right. somewhat similar, I would say. So, okay. Also, here's my other thoughts. If you live in LA and you're having to drop it off at LAX, that's a hard no for me. Okay? That's so far away. It's a clusterfuck. Like, it's there's a lot going on. But if you live in, like, say, we just flew into and out of Traverse City, which is, like, such a – it's got, like, four or six gates. You can literally park for the whole time if you wanted to – at the curb and like no police is going to come like scream at you like they do in Austin that and you like don't live that far away you got to drop her off at the airport okay that's not that difficult if you're in Dallas love feel flying in and out of perfect easy Just, yeah, DFW varies, hard DFW now. beating a lot of it's airport uh, location specific but yeah I don't think it's weird I, I don't know. You also don't want them spending is, like $100 each way to get to the airport. What we're saying, it's, it's a case-by-case case It's definitely a case-by-case. Case but it's not weird to to Uber to the airport and not have your SIG uh, drop You don't off. need to be it's not weird. taking them to the airport every time or picking no. them up every time. The quality time thing, like what, you're going to... You guys gonna do shower thoughts on yeah. the way to the airport or something? You don't need that, that 15 minutes. My like, one caveat just, to this is, what if they're in a long-distance relationship? If they're in a long distance relationship, oh, you, have to. you got That's, to do it. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Unless you're like in the middle of your work day. You can't yeah. be like interrupting your work day to go take her to the airport. But like if you're in a long distance relationship, you're taking her to the airport and picking her up. Absolutely. Sorry. Absolutely. That's because that is the yeah. last time you're seeing each other. Way off factors here. A lot depends on on our answers. But she should understand mm -hmm. you being like, Can you take an Uber? Like just Uber. You know, it'll be, you know, 17 bucks. And I get to stay. I get to stay home. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it can be an ass whooping. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think we got a voicemail next. We do have a voicemail. Ooh, next. That's producer exciting. Randy. Hit us with it. Hi, mail and crew. I'm calling because my boyfriend's best friend just ended his engagement, and this is something that we all thought was going to happen or that should happen because. Him and his fiance had very fundamental differences on what they wanted out of life and what, how they wanted to spend their lives. Um, and it was kind of a long time coming. So it's, it's technically a good thing for the both of them. But my question is, how can I be there for his now ex-fiance? I met her because my boyfriend is best friends with this guy. Um, but we don't just hang out the four of us. Like, I've gone off and done stuff with her myself. We have another little separate friend group. Like, I've become very good friends with her. But in terms of, like, winning the breakup, the person I'm going to see more is my boyfriend's best friend. So it would be easy slash for this really, our relationship to end, or it could be hard for her to maintain our relationship, given that knowledge. But it's my first time in this situation, hopefully my last. I'm wondering, do I text her, call her? I don't know if she knows that I know. I'm probably one of the first people to, just because my boyfriend was the first person that her now ex-fiance told so just guidance here is appreciated. Thank you. Good question. It's tough. Has this ever happened to either of y'all? Have y'all been friends with a couple that's broken up and you remained friends with the person that you met through your friend? You get what I'm saying? Like, you're, say you're friends with the guy. 
this exact situation has actually happened to me and Will. We're friends with the guy. Never he happened to me. brings a girl know. around. They're dating. They break up. Right. But we liked her so much. We're still pretty good friends with her. Yeah, and I think like, all, all parties Loki, like maybe a little bit more friends, or at least in my case. And, and hopefully at, at our age, like it's, everybody realizes like that that's probably going to happen if they break up, like, and it's not going to be weird, but- um, you know, if you're in your twenties or something, it can be a little more contentious uh, depending how, on how the breakup goes down. But no, I mean, we've, you know, Alyssa and I have been at friends with, uh, couples and those, you know, couples have been divorced or split and she still maintains a relationship. And, and I have one from a distance with, with that person. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think, and no, there's no hard feelings. It's like, right. And event, but what eventually always happens is that person you know, they find, you know, in this scenario, like the girlfriend, the ex-fiance, she'll find a new friend group and right. like, they'll still keep in touch, but they will just naturally drift apart. So it'll it'll happen organically. Yeah. I think it really only becomes problematic is in like social gatherings when both would be invited, you know? Right. Do you invite both of them? If you only invite one, who gets who gets the call? I think your loyalties here, it sounds like she's already laid this out, like are with her her boyfriend's best friend. But because she has a relationship with the ex-fiance, I think it's completely appropriate to reach out to the ex-fiance. I would maybe, depending on the circumstances, like if y'all were really close, I would maybe uh like reach out to the reach out to the boyfriend's best friend, just be like, hey, I'm gonna reach out to Sarah. Like just check on her. Like whatever. Maybe he deserves a explanation like the friends that we're talking about that's happened to me and will like she knows and he knows that like we're such good they dated for so long she's part of our lives like i'm going to continue having a relationship with her regardless and that's how our whole friend group has gone about it basically um and i don't think that it bothers him but if if your boyfriend's best friend's going to get annoyed by it like maybe give him a heads up like she was part of our lives y'all were engaged i'm going to continue hanging out with her but i think it's also fine to reach out to her even if you're the only person who knows that they broke off the engagement, because clearly, you know, like you said, the boyfriend's best friend with the guy. So like, it's okay to reach out and be like, how are you doing? Yeah. Heard you, heard you and Tom broke up. I don't want to get a drink. I can't think of anyone like this in my life. This has actually happened to two specific couples that I'm thinking of Hmm. for us. No one who we hang out with regularly. I mean, I've been the couple that breaks up. I mean, yeah. I've said got divorced, and, and I, um, but she was never like that close. My ex was never like that close with my friends, significant others when I was when we were together. Now that I think about it, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. If Will and I broke up, like, I don't think that y'all would keep hanging out with me. Like, no offense, but keep I keep hanging that- out. Probably, like I mean, maybe probably not, but like if I saw you out, like Sally, what's up? Yeah, but you're you probably know? not reaching out to That's me. That's how Dylan greets people. Sally, what's up? That's how I say hi to everybody. Yeah, he's excited. That's his. I'm still gonna like the, your IGs, your posts. Okay, thanks. Yeah. In case you were wondering, that. yeah, I, I don't, I don't keep up with uh, Ross's ex-wife. Is that okay to say? That's okay to say. Yeah, I don't. We were never tight though. You know, we, you and I are much closer than she and I ever were. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I probably wouldn't like, you know. I would argue actually that I am closer with Ross's ex-wife than Ross. So I kept with, with her. There you go. Fair enough. It but happens. I actually knew, I knew her prior to their relationship. Yeah. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I knew that. I knew Apologies. Dylan's ex-wife before I knew Dylan. Fun fact. Shout mm-hmm. out Sanctuary Lofts. Dave's little sanctuary girl. That's not what she was. <laughs> that's definitely not. Yeah, that's right. Good people though. Sure. Yeah, I think this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is this is something that you will inevitably have happen to every friend group. It's just how it goes. St- statistics show it. Yeah. Just be mature. You're gonna see him at like a Super Bowl party, or I don't know. I don't know why a Super Bowl party popped into my head. An engagement party, more likely, or another wedding, and be be mature. But it, it, you shouldn't. If you're the person who called in, you should not feel bad. 
Right. You shouldn't feel bad. You don't have to excommunicate someone just because there's a split. Especially if it was an amicable split. You know what I mean? It's, you shouldn't have to choose sides for that. Right. So there you go. Totes agree, man. I've been choosing choosing a lot of green chef lately. I don't know about y'all. Wow. It's a CCOF certified meal kit company, as you guys are aware. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Is this the one that Will tucks up all the time? I mean, Will and I love it. Will, yeah. He takes Will, pictures of it. Will you know why Will Chef. loves it? Because out of any meal prep kit thing we've gotten i can leave him alone with the instructions and like trust him to actually make a good meal and i'm not saying will's a bad <laughs> i'm not saying will is a bad cook uh he can make specific things but actually i think this like empowers him to cook and like feel like a chef and like feel like he's doing something versus just like following directions like the way the whole point of when we do Green Chef is to like cook it, make it look beautiful, it tastes great, and then you like plate it and he like feels really proud of himself. And okay. honestly, that's what I love about it because I can like throw that at him and be like, make it. And all the meals are like delicious. That's what it's, he says. It's the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Oh, okay. Green Chef has options for every lifestyle, like I said. But I mean, dude, look at this one. Mediterranean, like other, like that's, I love that. I like that option. All of their stuff, too, is like per perfectly portioned, I would say, for two people. But if you're single, it's like a great situation to make a meal and then have a little bit of leftovers. We rarely have leftovers in our house because both of us eat like horses. Like I be hail eating. my food. Yeah, we'd be eating. But like I know that if Will was just making it by himself when I'm out of town this weekend, like he's going to have a great post post meal day lunch. and and like time saving recipes packed with fresh produce and vibrant flavors gives you more opportunities to get outside and make the most of sunny days before summer's end i know will loves getting outside especially with rosie going down to the boat dock just kind of checking it out it's something that he does right seems like it is it's sustainable 100 percent of their seafood meets the monterey bay aquarium seafood watch rankings of certified best choice or good alternative so how about that how about that? Go to greenchef.com slash mail it, mail135, excuse me, greenchef.com slash mail135 and use code mail135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. How about that? That's greenchef.com slash mail135 and use code mail135. 135 to get $135 off. How about that? It's a screaming deal. It is. Okay, next question, you guys. Hey, mailing crew. I need some financial advice for dummies. For some background, I'm 26 years old, single, make a solid salary for my age, but can't seem to get my spending habits in line and saving habits in place. I'm frequently living paycheck to paycheck and have stacked up some decent sized credit card debt. I'm beginning to feel like I'm well behind those around me and it ramps up my anxiety when thinking about eventually achieving goals of engagement and home buying. I feel like I make too much money to be living this way. What are some tips for getting my finances in the right place without missing out on living my best life in my late twenties? Well, I would imagine this would be one of the more relatable questions, you know, I mean, that's like the time when you like you don't know you you don't know how to like so, budget and right. I feel like at twenty six, I did have a couple friends who were like in control of their shit, who were really smart and really not even smart. I would say more responsible than I was. Like we're saving and you know not eating out as much, et cetera. And I just didn't give a shit about that. Like when I went to grad school, I did not have anything saved like took out all of these student loans and people around me had like saved up money and basically paid for all their grad school, like without having to take out a single loan, which is insane and good for them. And like looking back, do I wish I would have done that? Absolutely. But at the same time, I had to make some memories in my twenties, go to a shit ton of out, out of town weddings and bachelorette parties, et cetera. So 
you, like there's a trade-off. My one caveat here though, like this guy living paycheck to paycheck sounds like, a, you know, that sounds really bad, but it's probably not that terrible in your 20s. Very common. But the credit card debt is where I'm like, oof, you got to get that shit under control. Well, you're 26. Because that can spiral quickly. It can, but you're recognizing this at a young age, I think. A lot of people at that age aren't. It takes a lot of people to hell their 30s before they start thinking seriously about that so that's a positive sign that you're recognizing that maybe you have a slight problem but it could could snowball you're getting out in front of it maybe maybe look into a financial planner i don't i don't know i, I didn't have a financial planner in my 20s but it's somebody you can go talk to I have a lot of you know you can talk to them for free and then maybe they'll you know work something out afterward but uh yeah you're thinking about it and that's good. There are also uh, some very helpful apps available. Yeah, I'm I'm hesitant to name one because I there True Bill. True Bill. Thank you, Dave, because I, I want to make sure one of them was not a uh, competitor for one of our sponsors. Yeah, True um, Bill's helpful. A lot of these will like you'll you'll plug in all your financial information, your banking information, and it'll actually like alert you like, hey. You've gone out, you know, five nights this week. Maybe maybe slow down right. on the entertainment uh, budget. Or it's not it judgy, but it does. It's, it is a reminder. Yeah, it'll remind. It'll just send you like, hey, your your you have you know, your yeah your you restaurant a thousand dollars more this month than you did last yeah, night on exactly. entertainment or something. Yeah, and, and they're very pretty, they're pretty helpful. They really are. It's, it's sometimes it's good to see a breakdown like that because I know people who like go through their. Uh, their transactions at the end of the month and like they, they do it themselves. I'm not one of those people, um, but this sounds like an ad read, but like, again, Truebill or something like it, it's helpful because, you know, you get an email and yeah. sometimes you're like, oh God, I don't want to open that. And then you open yeah. it and you're like, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I did spend uh, $200 on Uber last month. Yeah, I'm about 20 days into a, um, a one month long, like I'm challenging myself to see how little I can put on my credit card. This Love month. that. Did that in June. It's just a hard reset. Like I'm, I'm eating lunches at home a lot. I haven't bought myself a pair of shoes or a shirt. Or, I haven't bought anything that I don't have to have. Gas, food, pretty much all I'm spending money on right now this month. And it's just a, like a, a hard reset. Like, okay, you can spend as little as this per month if you right. really put your mind to it. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to stretch it at some other months and have fun. And you're going to go on a trip or buy yourself you know, uh, you know, a new outfit or whatever. And that's going to happen. That's fine. But just a reminder, like you can get by on this. Yeah. We, I did that in June. I did no spend June. Did you? Uh, like caveat, I have a child, so I had to buy a lot sure. of stuff for him. But here's the thing. I sometimes, especially financial stuff can get really overwhelming. I was going to suggest this guy. And I think that there are some really good, there's some really good content out there on Instagram and TikTok about people who are like doing all these financial hacks about like, if you open this credit card and you do this and that, that's great if you are really organized. But I think for a lot of people, that can be really overwhelming, especially at the age of 26 when somebody like, uh, there's a couple like financial uh, Instagrams that I follow or have been like suggested from people that I work with who are like, oh, I'm going to retire at the age of 50 and you should follow what this girl says. I'm like, that is really yeah. overwhelming. And if I was organized and had my shit together, I would probably do that, but I don't. I'm just trying to like live my life here. So I think first things first, just parse it back a little bit and like control the stuff you can control. So get out of credit card debt. That's not easy, but that's something that you can look at and be like, okay, I need to put a thousand or two thousand dollars in towards my credit card bill every month, no matter what. So like take out Make yourself a monthly budget, take out how much you're going to put towards your credit cards every month and your rent, et cetera, and then see how much you have left to spend. And then I would also, exactly what you're saying, Dylan, like take a couple months to not spend anything. Yeah. If you can really avoid it. Yeah. And just at least get to the point where you have control on your finances at the very basic level of being out of debt and having a monthly budget, number one and two. And then- you can start once you're out of debt, then you can start doing stuff like all of the shit of like opening a credit card to get this many points for travel and, you know, putting this much into your HSA account that you can roll over into your retirement and blah, blah, blah. All of those like little tips and tricks that people do that I feel like can be helpful and really beneficial, but 
you have to start with basics first. And if you get all stressed out about like needing to save for a home and an engagement ring in your retirement at the age of 26 and you're in $20,000 worth of credit card debt, deal with the credit card debt first. Yeah. And then start saving for retirement. I'm sure that there are probably way smarter people than me who are going to say stuff like you should take out a low interest loan and blah, 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 and all of this other shit that I'm not going to suggest because I'm not a financial guru, but I'm telling you the anxiety that you have is mostly having to do with the fact that you're overextending yourself. So tone it down a little bit, tough love, but also the people around you, like there's always going to be the people around you who are way in control, have been thinking about this since they're 23, like have all this money saved. They're at one end. And then there's the people at the other end who are like going into major credit card debt, who are having to pull out from their 401k to pay shit off. You want to be in the middle of that spectrum. You don't want to be either side, you know? So get yourself to the middle and then start working towards saving. But there's a lot of other like content, especially on Instagram, I feel like of people who are financial advisors who give like daily little tips of how to save money, exactly what you're talking about, like apps, things like that. Cancel some of your subscription services, shit like that. You know what I've always said? Like if you're 25 to 30 and your main circle isn't frequently discussing stocks, real estate, opening businesses, committed relationships, fitness, and is instead discussing getting high slash drunk, one night stands <laughs> and the good old days, then it's time to elevate your circle. I, I need to elevate my circle apparently. I saw you searching for this and I was like, oh, what are you talking we about? We were talking about this that earlier. Um no, hey, and stop comparing yourself to other people in your age. I mean, like, I know it's easy to say because I used to do that. You know, I would look around and I had extremely well-off friends who were like, oh, shit, they're crushing it. They definitely don't have credit card debt and student loans. But most people do. Yeah, you, you don't actually you don't know their true situation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, yes, I know that's it's easier said than done, but don't don't let it get to you. Yeah. Yeah, don't live, don't live beyond your means. That, I mean, it just creates like a constant undertone of like financial oh, anxiety and it's it's just it's no way to live that was if, me if right can, after college if man. you can oh i've i've been there trying to yeah. keep up i've been there it's it's not fun it's like and you sometimes can't you get just rid of the have to say no to shit yeah don't don't go on that boys trip if it's gonna set you back too much money even if it's, it's saturday suck. no even it's gonna it's suck. saturday it's not worth going broke over all right next question what's up to my favorite internet redheads i think he's only Referring to me right now. Yeah, that would make more sense. A long time and not first time. My current apartment lease is ending at the end of the month, and my next lease at a new location doesn't start until August 10th. Thankfully, I'll be backpacking through Sequoia National Park for a week between then. This just leaves three nights of literal homelessness. Is it a trash move to just crash at the office? It's in a good area. There is basic cookware, and it eliminates my commute. I have a gym membership, so I can still work out, shower, and have another place to relax. My thinking is I can use the money I would use on a hotel and go out and explore the area more. Coincidentally, my office is across the street from my next apartment. I know this is a trash move, but it sounds like an adventure at the same time. What are your thoughts? Should I just spring for a cheap hotel instead? I need to, I need to know the work situation, and if his coworkers or superiors would find out, is he keeping this a secret or is he just going to like, are they okay with it? You know? Yeah. To me, this sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Like if, if I, if I got here on Monday and morning Randy was and like Randy was here? like camped out, like what the, what's going on here, buddy? Like at least Didn't run this, this happen us. at Grand Yes. yes. It, it happened at Grand X. An intern, won't say his name. Was was, living this, this is like before. No, Will was there, I think. Will but it was, was early there, on. but Will, Will and I, this is early, early. He, we, yeah. we did not hire this he guy. Cra- he slept on the couch in the break room, uh, ate the snacks that we provided in the office, and may or may not have filmed a, um, a CD video in my office while he was Oh, there. I did not Wait, know about that C- part. Is that true? I got to work one morning, and my like office had been like, messed with clearly things were out of place and i was like what happened what's going on here and this kid was there and he was like yeah i was just uh trying to i was filming something in here last night um never saw the footage don't know what it was oh it wasn't cd i know what video is talking about it was just like a time lapse it was not like a an amateur uh, amateur porn he wasn't pov in on your desk i hope not (laughs) That kid, what? That kid was weird. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I think that even if this is kosher with your other coworkers and your superiors, which I highly doubt it would be, I don't think this is a good idea. I think I you either. just have to pay for the hotel. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, just pay for the hotel. Like, do you have a friend you could stay with if you're really that concerned about the money? But like, I if you could swing it, stay at a hotel. That's I love staying at hotels. Just do that. Yeah, you don't even have to ball. Just go yeah, stay you can at the, go sit one for eighty bucks a night, and you don't uh, want to roll into your new. I don't know. It's just it. It sounds like this would be stressful, and no, that's just you don't want that. I don't know. I just think that the the downsides of this are way more than the upsides. Like saving money so that you can go explore the new area versus the downside, like your boss finds out and gets really pissed at you and possibly fires you. Like, is that worth it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mess with that. I wouldn't do it. Unless you are the boss, then yeah, do it. And the thing is, it sounds like it could be happening. He's probably in Sequoia National Park right now. So hopefully you got our advice. Wish you could and just you- extend his trip a little bit longer. Yeah. You know? But I would stay in a hotel. I would I wouldn't do the office thing. Can I say something? If you find yourself in this situation and you are an avid social media user, and let's say like you have to do like couch surfing for a day or two, don't don't do s- stories saying, "Oh man, homeless for the next two days." Literally, like you're not actually homeless. Like there's, right, so you don't, maybe you don't like you're gonna have a roof over your head. There's people who do that I, I, that I follow, and I'm always like, "Yeah, the power went out at your building." And you had to like go stay at your friends yeah. or like at a hotel. You want to see someone who's literally homeless? Yeah, like and I don't compare know. your life to theirs. I know, and I don't. I don't mean to. I'm not. I know I'm on my a pedestal right now, but it's just like, come on. Yeah, I agree with that. Sorry, woke Dave, <laughs> being all fucking woke. Dude, watch is becoming too woke. You know I am. Speaking of being woke, speaking of Dave, <laughs> you know Dave's been wearing his Rothies to the gym. Uh, yeah, famously. I'm a big Rothy's guy. I don't just wear them to the gym, but I do enjoy wearing them to the gym. Why? Because they're comfortable. They're shockingly comfortable, David. They're flat, and I can throw them in the washer if I need to. Mm-hmm. Boom. Just throw them in there, then set them outside to dry. You ever been somewhere where wearing a colorful pair of flats and thought, dang, those are cute? Hell it yeah. might have been Rothy's, Sally. I don't know if you've thought of that. I have thought of that. I bet you have. Saw some this past week. And I even thought those are cute shoes. Those are cute. And then the person was like, "They're Rothies." Yo, those are mad cute. That's what I always say when I see Rothies in the in the wild. Perfect yeah. shoes for commuting and traveling. Everyone notices them. Notices them. They're known for their chic pointed toe flats, but that's just the beginning. They have tons of iconic head turning designs and bright but sophisticated colors. Sally can probably talk more about those. Yeah, but you know what I am going to talk about. Please. That they're machine washable. It's fantastic. Under, that actually underrated. means so much to me because I have like crap all over my shoes all the time. I feel like, like I'm not like not literal crap, but like walking around with the kid, like he's smearing stuff. Like you want to be able to wash your shoes, yes, so that they stay colorful or bright white. Yes, your your child will spill on your brand new shoes often on your driving loafers, on your driving loafers, or on your Rothies. And if it's on the Rothies, just throw them in the wash. It's that easy. Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. All their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. How about that? Wow. That's pretty wild. Didn't even know that was possible. Comfortable, washable, stylistic, fantastic. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mail that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash mail for twenty dollars off your first order all right we got one more last question let's go hey brett and sally or dylan dave and sally Mm -hmm. double d is what they call us when we're together double d and sally Mm -hmm. i'm in a little bit of a tough spot where i don't exactly know how to divide my time up among the people in my life Family, friends, boyfriend, I feel like everyone is pulling on my arms for my time when there just isn't enough to go around. I work full-time. I'm starting back school full-time starting in August to become a teacher, so I already have barely enough time for myself. As bad as it sounds, how do I tell people that I just don't have time for them sometimes? I genuinely love everyone in my life right now and don't want to become too busy that I lose any of them. Appreciate any advice you can give. Love the pod. Keep doing what you're doing. 
Um, I went through this myself, basically like my entire twenty, the end of my twenties, like while Will and I first started dating, because I was working a ton, and Will was living in Austin and I was living in Houston, so I would have to kind of go back and forth to be able to like maintain my relationship with him, and go to work. And especially working 12 hour shifts and stuff, it's not like I could leave and go have a drink with somebody or something at the end of the day, you know? So I felt very much like I was giving up on like seeing my family or my friends in order to like, you know, have a relationship with Will, which was like in the very early stages. Um, And then that, you know, as I finally got a grasp on that, I went back to school, which was really difficult to try to like balance my time because I was really stressed out about studying enough and doing well in school and then seeing my family and friends and Will and being in a different city, it made it pretty complicated. Um, And this is one of those things that I think just took some growing up, some maturity of being like, I'm going to have to say no to this bachelorette party. Sorry. And like, Maybe Will's going to have to come to me this weekend instead of me driving back to go see him because I just don't have time. So uh, I think the biggest thing here is just creating boundaries for yourself and for your family and friends. And that if people want to see you, sometimes they're going to have to do something that's convenient for you. And I that that makes it sound like you're being really selfish. But sometimes, especially when you're trying to better yourself by like going to school or you are you know, working a lot because you have a promotion coming up or you're just trying to like focus your time on specific things that are important to you. Other people are going to have to make do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I also think that it's okay to like explain that to people be like, Hey, I have a really busy year because of school. Like, I really want to see you. Let's carve out some time. Even if it like, I did this with friends, like literally three months in advance would be like, Hey, I'm I'm coming back to Houston. Let's get some dinner, but it's not. I was going to say dessert. like plant a seed early. And yeah. Be like, look, this year is going to be nuts for me. Yeah. Like in the fall time, I might disappear. I might become a hermit for, you know, three, four, five months, and that's just because that's what I have to do. Right. I mean, it's it's working at school. It's not like you're, you know, off just like, you know, traveling the world. And yeah. You're not like. People. Yeah. You're not just like going off on your own, doing your own thing. Like you're. This is important stuff that you absolutely have to carve out a lot, like significant time for. And yeah. they'll be understanding of that, especially if you're like super upfront about it. This was the hardest part of law school for me. Yeah. Because I, I had to just, uh, in addition to being in a different town, but you know, I missed a ton of stuff. And I am the type, I was, I still am the type of person, like I will try to go to everything yep. I'm invited to. Like I love being social and going and doing stuff. But you can't you can't do that in law school. Like you really you can't travel like you like you used to. You're, you're always studying. You can't go out for drinks like you used to. Um, and like honestly, like you're better for it. You're better for it. You know you you realize when when you have to do something like that. You're like, dude, I was going hard for so long, and mm-hmm. like finally like took a step back and took a break from that. And I don't know. I feel like my friends, when I went back to grad school, my friends who had already been in grad school, especially my friends who had been to law school, probably understood the most because they'd already done it themselves. So they'd be like, when you're available, let me know. Um, Another thing I would say that was a tip for me is like do stuff that's like killing two birds with one stone. Like I would take – I would already be like going to work out. So I'd be like, hey, let's go on like a walk so that like we can catch up and I'm like – having physical activity or like, especially your significant other and your family are probably going to understand the most. So there'd be times where like Will and I were spending time together, but like I was studying and he was doing work and like as much as that sucks, it'd be like, okay, we're going to like knock out two hours of like actual stuff. And then we can like watch a movie to wind down for the night. So little things like that still make a difference. Another thing is like fire up the group text. That's how you keep in touch with people. Like it's okay that that's might be your only communication with these people for five months. If they're true friends, family, good boyfriend, they're going to understand that like your time is very focused right now. And if people get butthurt about you trying to better yourself in your career, then like, do you really need them in your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does LeBron do during the season? 
Oh, uh, he goes dark, dark mode, dark mode. He goes dark mode. On he you. tells you about it too. Yeah, is like before, like leading up to the playoffs, he'll go into like dark mode. Yeah, he's off the grid. He's off social media. Similar he's to just like mode. he's so focused on like basketball that he he blocks everything out of his life. And he's just, he, maybe you just post like a like a black square on on correct. Instagram and you're like just hashtag dark mode. Hey man, oh, like you guys shit. are gonna hear from me for the next. Shit. Dave's in like seriously grinding right now. Could be Leave two weeks, could be a month. Yeah. 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 Go dark mode. Yeah. Or sicko. Or sicko what, mode. Don't Dave. go goblin. Oh. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think this is something people deal with, especially in their 20s when you're dealing with stuff yeah. like this, when it's like your first job or grad school or yeah. things like that. I don't quite relate on the level that you two do law school and then, you know, anesthesia school. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what to call it exactly, but thank you. Um, yeah, that requires much more intense Well, and I studying. feel like this is harder when you're in your 20s because you come out of college with like – and like come out of high school and college with a ton of friends that you're probably still close to your high school friends, definitely still close with your college friends. You have like probably the most friends you'll ever have. Yeah. And you feel like you have to maintain all these relationships. And they're off having so much fun. Yeah. And then you have to realize like sometimes – I think that was the biggest lesson in my 20s like – relationships change and there are always going to be places for my friends in my life. But some of my friendships that I was really close with in college when we were like living every day together are going to change their nature. And that's okay to accept that. Like we were recently back in Houston, the people that I was closest with in my twenties, I, when I lived in Houston, I saw them every day, talked to them every day. That changed because I went to grad school and then moved to Austin and like we have kids it's hard to keep up with them every day but I recently saw them we all went back for the meetup and it's like your true friends are going to be there for you no matter what and even if it's like catching up I feel like my true friends it was like we just caught up exactly where we left off there was no like oh you never like call me it's like well yeah, because we like are living our lives. Everyone that I saw, like we all understand that we have shit going on. You just get the time that you can, you know? Yeah. That's Dylan, just being an adult. Dylan and I have a mutual friend from college who, when he went to law school, no one heard or saw him for three years. Like maybe one person at like a, a wedding or something he had to go to. He didn't return calls, didn't return. I mean, he went literally off the grid for three years. And came out on the other side, valedictorian of his class. But Who's I was this? still strips. Was he? Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. He him. went, I mean, he disappeared. He went dark mode. He's somebody like, yeah, who we, everybody used to talk to. And it was like, dude, what? And he just, three years. Jeez. Not an exaggeration. Pretty wild. But you can do it. And there's, don't feel bad for doing it. You need to do it. Shower thoughts. Do you have a shower thought? Do I have a shower? Yes, I've got a shower. <laughs> you ever be taking a probiotic? Stop me if you've heard this before. And, you know, you pop it open and you look at it and you put it in your mouth and you realize, damn, there's billions of little active cultures, things of that nature inside my stomach. There's billions of little live organisms inside of this, in this little capsule. That's crazy, yo. A billy? There's a billion in the capsule, but there's like billions and billions in your gut even more wild the shower just got crazy damn let's turn the steam up a little bit damn i took an early bird before this shower i shared a shower thought a few weeks ago on circling back it was kind of an impromptu situation but i'm gonna assume that the people listening now were not listening then it's a different podcast um and mine was about license plate borders from dealerships <laughs> And how so many morons are just driving around like giving a dealership free advertising because they put it on and you didn't you didn't think it was okay to take it off yourself. I think that I have a license plate border on mine. Yeah, yeah he was you probably about do. That. And you're just giving them free advertising for what? Well, like yeah. I mean, obviously people know that I got my car at the like the type of car I have in Austin, most likely. So why do you why do you need to advertise that? I don't know because I I'm too lazy to take it off myself. Right. And they're banking on everyone just being too lazy or not knowing that it's okay to just take it off. Do you think that off. you can ask them when they put your license plates you, on be like, don't put the border on? Of course you can. And to take it a step further, some dealerships 
Ooh, some dealerships will put their oh, the little, emblem like, silver on emblem. the paint. Oh, that's that makes me in fear. And, and that is not as simple as like mm. screwing it off and putting the last yeah. back on. That you have to you have to like peel it off and then you have to Did get Did this happen to you specifically? I every time I see it on a car, I think about like what are you doing? There's a number, I can tell you this as as a Dallas guy, there are people who buy their vehicles from Park City's Chevrolet or Park City's Volvo and they like to leave it on. So you think so it puts out the vibe that they're from the Park Cities. Park yeah. Cities being like the very, very exclusive like parts Park. of Dallas. This and is, that what is you that's said. a real thing. It's when, a status symbol. When you get your case. car from a dealership and they put the this the emblem on the paint or they put the, the license plate border with their phone number on your car, say, um, if you want to pay me to advertise for you, I'm happy to, to talk numbers with you. If not, please take it off. They're gonna take it off. Wow, there's that. Not there's a dealership around, around Austin called Sewell. It's also in Dallas. Yeah. Sewell's a big one. S e w e l l, and they put their big block letters right on the paint. And so many, I see so many cars around town with Sewell. I'm just like, man, that it looks dumb, and you're giving them free advertising, and it it really it it. I don't think this is a me. shower thought so much as like Dylan's gripe. Shush. This is the steam room. I've this thought about a, it in the. He's turning it into the steam room. I thought about it in the steam shower. shower. That's exactly what's happening. Do you know what my shower thought was? I, I thought about this the other day because I was talking about, obviously, I bought lottery tickets for the 1.1 or whatever billion dollar jackpot. I would say, and may, I, I know other people will do this, but like my toxic trait is that I just think that I'm going to win. Like, obviously, it's like a one in 300 million chance or whatever it was, 350 million, what, like something so insanely tiny. And like, I will buy 10 lottery tickets and be like, one of these is a winner. The The odds are astronomically against me and I will spend that money in my head. So, but like, and not even like what normal people do where they're like, oh, like I'm going to get a private jump. What's the first thing you would, you would spend money on? Well, all the practical stuff like student loans, whatever, let's not include that. What's the first fun purchase you'd make? We talked about this because, again, I was very confident that I was going to win. You didn't, for the record, right? I did. I did not. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the first thing that I would buy it would be a insanely ballin house on the lake in Austin and an insanely ballin house on the lake on Lake Michigan and Harbor Springs. Double barrel hockey. Insanely ballin. Say, yeah, insanely that's baller. That's, no, that's good. That's, that is a good response. If you, let's say you, you took home 700 mil, would you break your friends off a mil like here and then? Yeah, you're good. Dude, years. we've that also talked about this. Thought. You make a foundation and then you put people on payroll. But I'm not like oh. just passing out money. I, I think I am. I would pass Dave a break. I would like, feel, hey, you've been, I would, you've been if, a good pal. If I won, I would, I would definitely... I would not quit I mean, the show. If I won, I would, I would buy Wash Media for like an insane amount and give y'all payout, and That'd then y'all would still be recording. We put you on the board for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be the We'd CEO. make you CEO. But Heck okay, yeah. another toxic trait of mine re re regarding the lottery is: Do you ever think like <laughs> you're like okay, one point one billion after taxes? That's six hundred fifty million. That's enough. But like, there's times where I'm like, ten million, like after taxes, like that's barely anything. Yeah. That's fucked up to think. Like any amount of money at this point, even ten dollars for me, I'm sorry, I'm like I screaming, the, would be great. The the person who won, I think they actually got to take home like less than five. It's like four hundred forty something million. We were talking about this earlier. Wow, not enough. How much are the lottery tickets? Is it with it's two dollars a ticket? If you do the, uh, there's like an extra ball thing. The, the Powerball. Power. Yeah, I guess that's the Powerball. Okay, for me. Spending four bucks or six bucks, like three's my number I'll go with. It's worth it if I buy it early in the week just to have that entire week thinking about this kind of stuff because it's fun. It's fun for me. Yeah. And it keeps your mind off other stuff. So I'm sure that goes both ways, but like the part of the fun of the lottery is thinking about all the stuff yeah. you would do. It wasn't fun for me because I didn't buy a ticket. Wow. You could have won. I went Friday. I went the night of the. Uh, we went the night of too. Yeah, and it was it was a madhouse in that in that gas station. But. Well, weirdly, because I was like, it, it's also like the camaraderie thing. Because you're like, well, shit. If like, what if one of my friends wins and I didn't get a ticket? Like, exactly. That's, that's the whole office pool thing. You're like, yeah. if if I'm what not if part of the office pool and they win, I'm gonna kill. Yeah. Myself. What if you're sick that day and like you're everyone in your office wins like you know, seventeen million dollars and you. 
didn't. Like that happened to Daryl in the office because the warehouse won the lottery collectively, but he was upstairs being a manager and he didn't he didn't get to be part of it. Yeah, I mean, but there's always the next time. But I only buy like everyone else buy tickets once it's like after a certain, you know. I think it's got to be like 200 million minimum for me to start buying. Man, it's sneaky attacks on the poor. Just saying. The numbers show that. But wow. how about that? Know, just saying, lottery may not be that great. But here I am spending the entire week thinking about, all right, how much is Dylan getting? <laughs> I got to give Will the same amount because, you know, Dylan will get mad. <laughs> you know, Randy, I'm definitely buying Randy a couple frozen pina coladas. He's just getting a frozen That's pina, it. like nothing else. Free, free frozen pina coladas for life for Randy. Wow. wow. Pretty dope. Wow. Pretty dope. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Parks is giving me sad face outside the studio. Well, I, would, I think that that ride. should be our uh, all right our our last our last shower thought. Um, make sure you subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline at 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or write in at the link in the Twitter bio. Boys, it's been a pleasure. I'm not even going to hype your Instagrams. People know where to find you. Oh, yeah. yeah they better We're pretty boss. big. Yeah. That's hot talk. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.